sitting in Pascal's <laughs> than right now. Yeah, I agree. Yes. We need to be able to go on the record so I can tell them that you made me take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> oh, okay, yes. Let's. <clears throat> how, would we, how would we like to begin this saga of our life, this new chapter, so to speak? I think that we should start by saying cut so Dylan knows that we're starting. <laughs> or we could just be like, Dylan, you have creative freedom. That's true. Creative. Choose mm -hmm. whenever you would like to begin. And if it happens to be right now, then hello, people who are Dylan and possibly not Dylan. <laughs> uh, and then, so uh, theoretically, how would you begin? <laughs> I don't know. Uh, you know, it's, it's kind of hard to begin. It's the, the hardest place to start. Is that a fucking quote? No, Are I just quoted? made it up. Oh. I don't think you made it up. I really, maybe it's in the collective like subconscious and yes, I grabbed it's, it. It's the writer subconscious. Yeah. Someone out there said it. Is it is really hard to start stuff. It is really hard to start or stuff. Or is it, I think it's harder to finish stuff for us. That's true. And that's why you, hey. that's why you take a shot of gin inside of a teacup with either LaCroix or orange juice. Not from experience, just a suggestion. <laughs> we have literally never done this before. Outside of one other day. <laughs> <laughs> that fateful snow day, yes. Uh, uh, yes, I'm glad, I'm glad we were on the same track. <laughs> yep. Um, so that is Emily, otherwise known as <clears throat> at Emily Sensibility. And across from me sits Emily, otherwise known as Emily is corny, Emily is all right, and... Emily Ives writes. Wow, I'm really impressed that you Thank remembered you. all those. Thank you. Yours is, yours is a significantly larger script. <laughs> Mine is... Mine leads into this podcast and the idea behind it. Wow, we are so smart. It's like we have degrees in English and subtle, sub, subtlety. Subtlety. <laughs> subtlety. There's a B and I hate that it's there. So I guess we should describe our setup a little bit, just so that the listeners can get a feel for the ambiance. You know, the, the ambiance. Uh, we have to, to, to our left. right. Oh, fuck. oh, Wait, oh! Your shit. right and my left. To our side, we have a little creature <laughs> named Win Dixie, and he's currently scratching his ear. Uh, he looks exactly like you would do. expect Win Dixie to look. <laughs> And um, he, you might hear his little, the little jingle of his his collar every now and then. But we hope that you know adds to the obvious, <laughs> the experience, and the experience. What else do we have? We have um, a candle lit, which, if anybody knows me, is my favorite thing to do. Specifically, what kind of candle? It's one of those long tapered ones, which has uh, now grown short with time and use. <laughs> yes. And uh, I've got the little Ikea candle holder. I really want you to remember what that name is. What? The Ikea candle's name. Yeah, I can't remember. <laughs> it's probably got like the little A with the dot above it. Yeah, there's no way I'm remembering. I buy too many things from Ikea to remember all their individual names. I'm Shout sorry out to Ikea. the Swedes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. The sponsor us. <laughs> we are also sipping some tea. Um, Emily is corny, is drinking my finest, the other, my finest blend, Twining's black tea. Irish breakfast tea. Yes, Irish breakfast. I like Irish breakfast a little bit better than English breakfast, because it's- What's the difference? It's kind of stronger, you it's know? It's stronger, like the Irish? Yeah, I would say so. Incredible. I would say the Irish are stronger than the British, but What a, a hot, hot take! take. <laughs> <laughs> So she's also drinking that with, you know, two teaspoons of sugar and my favorite oat blend. Oat blend. What is it? It's, the, it's the silk, coconut, and almond combination. No, I don't know if it's coconut. Who knows? It's just not dairy because it fucks with people's stomachs and we shouldn't be drinking dairy. Second hot take. <laughs> wow. Already getting to Haven't that. you, no, haven't you seen, there's a, there's a, this is completely off topic. Mm -hmm. And now we get to say that because our podcast has a topic that we'll get to. <laughs> there's, there's a documentary where they specifically break down how the dairy industry is purposely put as being needed in your diet. Mm -hmm. But traditionally marginalized groups have higher and higher intolerance. I think it's like with black people having like the highest intolerance and then like Asian folks and then like 
Latinx and everybody else kind of following behind, but because more Caucasian people don't have an intolerance, we fucking have dairy as a part of the shit besides corporate America, you know, yada, yada, yada. Anyway, hmm. fun fact. That's, yeah, that's pretty fascinating. I think, that's, well, I normally just hear it, dairy be, you know, kind of slammed by a lot of health community bloggers mm -hmm. and things. Mm -hmm. um, and you know, documentaries and such. Yeah. It's just very hard to speak. No, it's fine. And just pretend. It, it also is a little difficult because this mic is literally, like, at chin length. So yeah. even if you unfocus your eyes and you just stare deeply, lovingly, <laughs> into the other person's eyes, you just see this blurred, phallic it, shape yes. just <laughs> rising up from the table. Oh, you're wait. very aware that you're being recorded. Hi, Miss Peebles. <laughs> <laughs> I guess we should get to my tea, though. <laughs> On that note, because my mm -hmm. mom loves tea. Mm -hmm. um, although she doesn't like herbal tea as much as she likes black tea. Hot take number three. <laughs> so I am drinking some peppermint tea, which is one of my favorites. And we have a quote here. I love tea bags with quotes on them. I just think it's so fun. And it's really cute. You know, it really lifts my spirits every mm -hmm. time I, you know, that's half the reason mm -hmm. I drink tea is to see the quote. So uh, let's see what, what this quote is today. How strange that nature does not knock and yet does not intrude. Emily Dickinson. I'll fuck it up, Emily. Another Emily, Another Emily. <laughs> to join the table. But wow. I would say that. Gather around, Emily. Nature, like, naturally intrudes because of, you know, things creeping like tornadoes vines. and, yeah. like, fires. Wow, and... we went opposite directions with that. I was like, yeah, creeping <laughs> vines. You were like, natural tornadoes. disasters. <laughs> but, you know, it intrudes. We intrude upon nature more than yeah. nature intrudes. It also intrudes things. significantly less often and quieter. Mm -hmm. And also... Like, with people intruding, you do it hard, fast, and you take all the trees. But when nature comes in, it's slowly taking over things that people have kind of given up hope on. Like, dilapidated this or that. Mm -hmm. There's whenever you finally start to see, like, vines climbing in. And branches breaking through windows. Mm -hmm. And just soil inside of doorways. And, like, all those mystical Scottish folklore things. And it's usually, like, what? 20, 30, 50 years after somebody's given up versus humans being like, fuck that forest. You know, that's <laughs> actually the, um, so I think that's the, the subject of, do you know uh, in Marfa, Texas, the Prada mm -hmm. building? The picture you had on your desk? Yeah, so uh, for those listeners who, who don't, who might not know, there, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Although I'm pretty sure most Texas listeners will know. Uh, mm -hmm. Not to presume well, that we're having out of Texas. I mean, listeners. I didn't know until I met you and uh, art people. Uh, all the other, you know, fashion enthusiasts out there, all you the know what I'm talking about. <laughs> it's not actually, that's the whole point though. It's oh, not actually open fuck. where you can shop in. Um, it's basically, I'm pretty sure this is Donald Judd. I'm going to feel like an idiot if I'm wrong though. Yeah, who cares? Somebody, you can look it up. That's true. Okay. Don't rely on us yeah. for your information. God damn it. Yeah, so the, the basically the point is he built a singular Prada store in the middle of the Texas desert. And uh, the point of it is over time you see how the desert landscape absorbs the building. And it's, it's an interesting commentary, I would say, on, you know... The Your fashion industry. <laughs> yes, the, the tea, mm -hmm. the tea quote. And, um, you know, consumerism and <clears throat> ultimately points to the idea, I think, that nature consumes us all in the end, right? I mean, Even the Prada really expensive shoes and bags and, you know, the things that we think right now are super important, which is mm -hmm. like status and wealth, fame. But ultimately, you know. What is that, Winnie? Are you crying? Do you understand deeply the pain of consumerism? <laughs> I don't know if this little mind does. I wanted to say, you know, <clears throat> we all become worm food in the end. 
And that was it. That was my whole deal. Warm uh, food for who? Well, because we were talking about nature. Oh, worm food. Worm I thought you said food. warm food. We are all warm food. I mean, you can't eat humans raw, tuberculosis, so we would have to be warm food. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's humans, pigs, and black bears. That you can't eat raw? Because tuberculosis. Why is that because tuberculosis? Because it's in the muscles. We're more susceptible to having it. Huh. We're more, we're able to host it. Wow, I'm going to feel so smart before we do this and then have like 18 people be like, I'm sorry, tuberculosis does not live in the muscles. It lives <laughs> that in the is not correct. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so we're back to uh, the actual part of this podcast. What is the title of this podcast that we've really buried the lead here? Renaissance Pals! I'm so glad nobody had to see me get cued for that. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we should do a comparison of both of our log lines. Um, mm-hmm. I think that, so I started out, I was like, all right, I've got it. This is what we're going to use. We should describe what Renaissance means first. Well, oh, okay. This, this, I'm so sorry. I, I'm so sorry. I will back up. I will not try to be lead presenter. I will be co-presenter. I am so sorry. I apologize. Sorry, right, I forgive you. <laughs> so my idea for the log line was... Taking the classic trope of the Renaissance man and applying it to two millennial ladies. But your logline, however, was much more hip and less academic. I'm sorry. Uh, my logline. Shit, shit. Oh, yes. Okay. It was shit, shit. It was just shit, shit. And we're an 18 plus podcast. My logline was just two pals dismantling the idea that you can only do one thing in life. And then the tipping hand emoji girl. I was writing it uh, because we were setting up the Instagram. And I was like, fuck, I can't remember exactly what the, the thing was. Uh, this is essentially what we're doing. A tipping hand person. Because I do everything with her. So, Emily. Renaissance pe- men. Explain. Well, we have our classic Renaissance men. Uh, was it Leonardo da Vinci? Who gives a shit? They're dead. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's probably somebody who's really into art listening. It's the dude who made the person in the circle, and he's got one dick, but like eight legs. (laughs) Westworld, basically. Yes. Um, So. Take me to my my creator. I haven't seen that much of it. Yeah. Anyway, continue with what we've created. What we've created. So. Basically, <laughs> when Dixie's coming over, because he has self-identified as a Renaissance man, too, and wants yes, to be a part yes. of this. Are you a Renaissance boy? You are. Yes. Good so job. basically, we're starting this podcast because as, you know... <laughs> I'm going to give him a treat. Okay. Making little whinny noises in the background. That's true. Hopefully this is fine. Oh, the the fridge was on too. (laughs) All right, you know what? We can't be perfect. Uh, What did Hannah Montana say? Um, Nobody's perfect. I've got to work it. That's, you know, words to live by. And that's words we are living by. So, Emily, what is a renaissance man? I'm afraid that this podcast is going to reveal to everybody, including myself, how much I say the phrase you know. I feel like that's perfectly fine. We've all been shamed about the amount of times we say like, and it's not really detracting from what I'm saying. Like, is it? So, saying you know is just you making sure we're on the same level. Mm -hmm. If you just keep saying you know, it means that... You're signaling to me that you want to make sure that I understand what you're saying and that you're trying to not be too left or right or up or down. And hmm. well, I think it's perfectly fine. Okay. Yes. Well, I think maybe before we get into the exact, our exact definition, should I wait? We yeah. might need to wait. He's making really wet smacking noises. <laughs> oh my god, witty. <laughs> I thought we would be the downfall of the podcast, not you. I think he realizes we're, like, intently concentrating on something, and it's more formal than usual, and so he thinks... He's anxious about the formality. Disrupt, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. okay, here we go. So, we'll just, you know, 
fly by the seat of our pants. Before I think we get into the meat of what we mean by Renaissance Pals, I think we should introduce ourselves. Not just our names and our handles, because we're, we're more, more than, than that. that. <laughs> I'll yes. let you go first. Oh, fuck. No! <laughs> I see your underhandedness. Like it back to you. Wow. <laughs> it's like, have you seen that Yu-Gi-Oh meme? Where <laughs> they just... It's dramatically during some duel, and this kid is like, Ugh, and he just shows all his cards. We'll link that in the show notes. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is very important. All memes reference. Will all be memes must somewhere. be footnoted. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so about me. Uh, fuck. What what should I say? Because I feel like usually when somebody introduces themselves, they have. Oh, I said we should do our elevator pitch. Elevator pitches take like months for people to I perfect. Know. Let's instead. Pretend we are less professional than that because truly we are. Mm -hmm. We should do what you do when you become a part of a university classroom <laughs> with a hip, cool teacher. What's that? You introduce your name, your name. what grade you're in, <laughs> and then a fun fact about yourself. Oh shit, fun facts <laughs> are so hard. Oh, okay. Uh, well, but, I guess I we, mean... we can readjust that. We can do... Let's do, let's just, actually, why don't we just say what our first job we wanted to have, and why, Okay. and then why we changed our minds, Okay. and then we can begin a discussion back and forth about our personalities, which we can move into our past job ideas, our biases, and our qualifications. Alright, sounds okay. good. Unless, unless you have a better idea. No, that sounds great. Okay. <coughs> so... Since I brought up the idea, Emily, what was your first job well, idea and why? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> Thanks, Shannon. I'm glad you asked. So, I think the first time I ever remember being asked what I wanted to be whenever I grew up, which, I don't know if this is a millennial thing or if it's an all-kids thing. There is so much emphasis placed on what you want to be whenever you grow up. Mm -hmm. It's insane. I remember feeling anxiety about it at this moment in time. So, uh, I was a Daisy Girl Scout. That's so cute. And it was kindergarten. <clears throat> I was sitting at my troop leader's dining room table with all the other Girl Scouts. And we were working on these little sheets and coloring and stuff and on one of the sheets it was what do you want to be when you grow up and uh I had very limited use like mobility use in terms of like my handwriting I was still learning how to write Aww. and um I remember thinking just like I had like a panic you know like I don't know I had no idea <laughs> and I was just like well what do I what does everyone else Pudding, you know like, you're just you're cheating on your future yeah basically <laughs> I mean it's a huge question to ask a four-year-old five-year-old oh, yeah. like mm -hmm. who's gonna know I don't I even have my little frontal lobe developed yet like you have your teeth developed yet <laughs> there's nothing there's so much underdeveloped <laughs> so I just I drew a girl in a chair and then I wrote out drawer <laughs> Because I was like, well, that's what I'm doing right now. And, you know, if we want to take a step back, that's the ultimate zen, right? I was like, what I'm doing right now is what I want to be in the future. So, you know, I think that we can reflect on that moment as maybe the, the ultimate zen moment. Because I wasn't thinking so far in my future. I was thinking of what I was doing right then, which was drawing. And I decided that I wanted to be a drawer in that moment. <laughs> but then reflecting on what I actually drew... I remember feeling like, this isn't very good, though. Where is my chance to go far with this career? I don't know. So, you know, that was my first experience with the uh -huh. terrifying question, what do you want to be when you grow up? I mean, applause. I'm going to do it softly here. Golf clap. Golf clap. <laughs> but exuberant golf clap, because you can hear it. <laughs> Let's see. So, for me, I have mine all written down here so I'm gonna go with what was at the beginning because I don't have such a definite memory of it I remember so there's probably a billion other things before this but the first thing I remember distinctly having my dreams crushed afterwards from oh yes because I was so stoked I was like 
I just want to help animals. I should be a veterinarian. It's going to be great. I'm going to do so many good things. And I get to be with animals all day. And I can't remember who was talking to me. I'm pretty sure it was like a cousin or my mom, but I remember it distinctly. I think it was like the earlier apartment that we lived in, in in Houston. And I'm pretty sure somebody was like, you know, uh, veterinarians have to give shots, right? And just my tiny mind just exploded, which is detrimental for my not yet formed frontal cortex, whatever nonsense science words. <laughs> uh, yeah, and so I literally had a mini crisis being like, I have to draw blood from animals and give them shots. I could never be a veterinarian. What should I be when I grow up? This is the only thing I love. I just love cats. So, so would you consider that your first existential crisis? I mean, <laughs> yes. Pro well, most likely. In the end, who's to say? Just right out the gates, I could have just been screaming and just been like, what is all this? Why <laughs> I think am I here? That's what our first initial cries are, is, is what is all this? Why am I here? Yeah. It's so much colder and less wet. <laughs> and bright. And bright. Any, anyway, so what is your full list then? My full list? To so kind of like I guess we should that. recap on like why we're sharing all of the professions that mm -hmm. we wanted to be have I guess mm -hmm. because um <clears throat> you know I guess I should preface with Elizabeth Gilbert's conception of the she calls it the jackhammer but I always I like woodpecker better than jackhammer which is kind of intense and the hummingbird and basically that the way that people approach creativity or life in general can often be split into two camps, the woodpeckers and the hummingbirds. And the woodpeckers are the ones who kind of know right off the bat what they want to do. And they uh, will chip away at their goal continuously, just like have so much drive towards this one specific thing. Whereas hummingbirds, they like to flit from bush to bush, flower to flower, and they like to experience a bunch of different uh, ways of being or looking at the world expressing themselves, etc. And uh, I really like that she defined uh, creativity in this way. It was kind of relieving for me and it gave me a lot of insight onto my own form of creativity and my own way of approaching the world. Uh, I would argue that there's like more classifications than mm -hmm. just the hummingbird. More and... genus and species. Yes. I think that, you know, there's a, a wide variety of birds that we can all, you know, identify with. No, it's smart, because I told you at the beginning uh, that my stupid Twitter name was going to end up being something about, like, the magpie of hobbies. <laughs> so I, I feel it's it's a pretty accurate, like, uh, illusion. God damn it. My whole, my whole career, my whole, my, all of that schooling is out there. We're feeling the pressure right now, you guys. Yeah. If I use the wrong term, they're going to be like, oh, did you get a degree? No, I did not. I <laughs> a lied. degree in life. A degree in life, man. That was the worst joke. Sorry, no, guys. It's okay. <laughs> so See, you're just telling me the joke. They don't matter. Sorry. Sorry, <laughs> guys. Matter. Sorry, guys. <laughs> it's okay because you just have me and we're just hanging out, discussing things that we already discuss every Wednesday slash Tuesday. This is true. Because we're also now Jenna Marble. <laughs> <laughs> new videos every Wednesday. New, new, new videos every Wednesday slash Thursday. Anyway, um, so yeah, don't feel bad, because I am the one who is always going to enjoy it, and you don't know how many other people are going to enjoy it anyway, too. Okay, well, yes. I mean, the the whole reason for me bringing up the, the woodpecker and mm -hmm. hummingbird thing was uh, related to us growing up, both of us, mm -hmm. and I think many people that I that I know, mm -hmm. and wanting to be a thousand different things and not knowing which one to choose and feeling almost paralyzed by that choice. Mm -hmm. and Because um, you have to choose young, because you have to do like 10 years if you want to be a doctor, and if you fuck up, oh, you're going to be into your 30s when you're still a resident, blah, 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 blah. And, right. And it's like, how do you yeah. know specifically if what you're doing is what you're 
meant to do. And there's mm-hmm. a lot of books out there that support this idea that if you're not working toward some ultimate goal that you are somehow less than or you're somehow you haven't figured it out yet and I think it's really kind of a damaging black and white way of approaching the world Mm -hmm. and I think that there's more subtlety to be had and um, we thought as a fun exercise we would go through all of the professions that we wanted to be Mm -hmm. growing up so do you want to go back and forth yeah, that's so we can see great. our timeline. Oh my god, what if we overlap? <gasps> wow, okay. Mine's first in direct chronological order, though. Well, you can look at your thing and you'll figure out what your order okay. would be. Um, so count how many you have, so we can see if if it is something we can integrate. Okay. I have fifteen with four subgroups. <laughs> okay, I have twelve. Mm. We could integrate. Okay, so. We already said our first ones, Mm -hmm. and so that was veterinarian and and drawer. (laughs) I I love that you didn't know what illustrator was. No, I mean... It makes it more pure, more beautiful. (laughs) It really sets the tone. Okay, since you went first, what is your second one? Paleontologist. Why? Well, man, that's going to be a whole story. Okay. We can get into the whys later then. We'll we'll do rapid fire right now. Okay, okay. It's not, yeah. Okay. Uh, so paleontologist, mine was singer slash songwriter. Okay. Nutritionist. Novelist. Writer. <laughs> Chef. Interior decorator. That's so cute. Journalist. Professional volleyball player. Oh, is that middle school? <laughs> yeah, that's whenever I got really good at volleyball. <laughs> uh, and you were like, fuck yeah, I'm gonna bank on this. <laughs> yeah. Uh, librarian. Coach. Graphic designer. Actress. Literary agent. Astronaut. You're so cute. <laughs> Editor. Professor. Oh, yes, yes, I remember that one. Mm-hmm. Bed and breakfast owner. Stay-at-home mom. <laughs> Historian. Uh, work for fashion magazines, so I guess like a fashion journalist or something. Mm-hmm. Lawyer. Uh, poet. Aww. I'm just like... <laughs> I feel like you're my child. Every time I'm like, that's so good. You could do that. (laughs) Interpreter. Librarian. Librarian again. Yeah. Oh, and then, oh, influencer. Oh, I forgot one. Mm -hmm. Um, Influencer, yeah. Yeah. Well, that one, kind of, for me. I feel like that, it's never been like a, ooh, that's the job I want to put all my eggs in. Right. But it's sort of like a sub goal. It's a side basket. (laughs) I'm putting, like, two eggs in that. <laughs> uh, psychologist or therapist. Oh. That was one for you, yeah, too. That was pro- yeah, I missed that one. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's, that was cute. Mm-hmm. Wow, we're so cute. So, as you can see, we <laughs> wanted to be a wide variety of things. There was some overlap, like, with yeah. journalism type thing. Like, a lot of the writering things. Yeah. The mind-esque things. Oh, the should we talk things. about... How we both wanted to be, sorry, just what? cut you no, off. No, yeah, you're fine. We should, we both wanted to be in the Marines at one point. Oh my god! <laughs> because this, and this is a pretty funny story. So, I'll be quick with it. It was sixth grade, and they had one of those, like, career fairs. Again, what is up with the United States in, you know... Well, I mean, they were trying to recruit people to be in the armed oh, forces. So. That's what it is. <laughs> no, but it wasn't just them. It was a bunch of different careers. And, it's, again, it's like the, what do you want to be when you grow up? It's a lot of pressure. So, uh, one of the classes that you could take to, like, you know, job explore was the, the Marines. And I decided to go to that because, I don't know. It just, no, you know. Tell us why. <laughs> I think... I just wanted to feel something. Damn. <laughs> and that's it. That's the I podcast. Wanted, I wanted to feel intensity and belonging mm-hmm. and all of those. And hot rippling muscles underneath your hands. <laughs> my own muscles yes. underneath my own This hands. is a feminist podcast. <laughs> but then you said the other day that you wanted to be mm-hmm. in the Marines just so you could be strong. Yeah. And I felt that so deeply. <laughs> It really resonated. It's one of the biggest, like, on the sect of armed forces in any way, people are like, fuck pilots, navies, whatever, armies, grunts, marines, 
That's the shit. I feel like there's like four other things. Who knows? All due respect to seals. our arms. Seals are the other ones. Oh yeah. Also, all respect. You do a lot of stuff. Even though we might have differing opinions, that's life. We all have different paths. And we recognize your sacrifice. Yes, we will always recognize your sacrifice. So, um... So I guess that uh, fun segue about the armed forces should bring us into something else that we wanted to talk about. Okay. Our biases. Ah. I feel like that's a strong thing within us. So I think one thing we could probably agree on would be mm -hmm. our bias would be that we have a lot of... I would say, like, liberal tendencies. Mm -hmm. So I feel like a lot of stuff we see is through that lens, where it's very humanist, very people-centric, and, like, individual and community experience-based. Um, I put... We, we have lists. We're looking at lists. So on my list, I also put that um, I grew up religious, so I have a lot of things tied into that. I don't know if it would really affect anything that we talk about here, though. I feel like nothing we're ever going to talk about touches on religion, which in and of itself could be from my bias hmm. and or your bias. Hmm. But you're more open to spirituality than I am, probably. Well, I think it's definitely a good idea to outline our biases. Mm -hmm. um, a couple other... Well, another one that we share is both being white, mm -hmm. cis women. Mm -hmm. uh, and... Um, some of mine individually are having grown up in an upper middle class environment uh, where the school system was really good. It was kind of hyper competitive and um, I was in marching band. I don't know if that counts as a no, bias. No, no, that's not a bias because that was something that society hurt you with. <laughs> no, we, <laughs> I will know. Society did not hurt us with that. We embraced that role. Every, like, band kid knows, you know, being in marching band is, it's just, it's a sense of belonging that I wanted from the Marines. But instead you got it from marching band. Yes, and okay. I will happily embrace that. But I don't know if that's just very much of a bias. What other biases do we have? Oh, we've both graduated from college, not once, both of us twice, and one of us thrice. <laughs> it's like how I like lean that in there yeah, while we're talking about graduations. Like, hi, I'm that bitch who uses thrice. <laughs> I have a master's degree. Oh, oh, that's also fun. I because you never really get to like put your, push yourself up with your academic achievements after you graduate, which kind of sucks. You put a lot into that, and then people are like, "Oh, you graduated. Mm -hmm. Cool. So you just get degrees. Am I right?" So. This is your moment to shine. Tell us all of your degree titles. Well, see, I'm a little bit hesitant to do that because wow. <laughs> I know that you just said that this is my moment to shine and I'm like pushing it back. Yeah, but that's cool. I mean, I say that I'll say that we share a degree uh, in library science, mm -hmm. which um, as you'll know from our professions mm -hmm. that we've listed. But like, this is also to go into the qualifications part because there are some things where we can talk on with some true. authority because we have had X amount of years learning about it, whether inside of a classroom or outside with a paper or without a paper. That's true. Yeah. I'm also just defending myself here. But That's okay. <laughs> I, I appreciate that. I mean, I would say, yeah, so uh, master's in library science mm -hmm. and in English literature as well. And uh, currently working in collection development for the university library, ordering books. Mm -hmm. And you? Oh, well, now I don't want to say my whole thing. I was so geared up to. You should. Don't no. let my timidity uh, influence your <laughs> yeah, proud but now, but now wow. I'd be like, wow, maybe I am being a little bitch to be so excited to be like, this is my thing, and this is what I did, and how I did it. Well, at least I can say... No, you should be proud. And all listeners out there, you should be proud of your achievements. I just have a complex with achievement, and And that, that could to... be a part of your biases, is that you believe right. that you need to downplay your achievements based off of your... Uh, what would they say in Jane Austen? Your position in society? What is that called? Uh, what would they your say? Social standing, social class? Uh, it was something else. Because it's usually when uh, somebody who is higher up would talk to a server and be like, you should not talk outside of your... Oh. Oh, station? Thank you. Yes. Yeah. Yes. It, because of your station in life. <laughs> 
And that's okay because you understand that, you know, sometimes people get things that other people don't and even we vary on a lot of these socioeconomic things. Mm-hmm. And that's life. This is true. Anyway, so now to rub in my degrees. Do it. Embrace it. Thank you. I support them. I have a Bachelor of Arts in English with a concentration in creative writing, a minor in social sciences, and a minor in hospitality and tourism. I have a Master's of Library Science and a certificate in storytelling. Can't you tell? Don't I really just wow you with the words? (laughs) And I currently work as a youth services librarian in a public library where I do collection vet development also. My collection is getting so gay. So people of color-y. I don't know if there can be, that can be an adjective-y thing. Or it is already an adjective. It's getting so much less white. She's straight. She's working in. Oh wait, I can't tell which. I can't say which. You can't say where, cause like, what if we get like thirteen fans and they come to all? <laughs> they all come. They and all pick come it to see me. Also that. Uh, well, it's also within a conservative portion of town, mm-hmm. which is why the collection. Like we've been really pushing for it to be less of one thing and more rounded to reflect what society around it is. Right. But anyway, that is our. Mm, that is our biases and our qualifications. Oh, also another big bias. Mm. We are from the West. Yes. So this is through like a Western privileged lens, I would Mm say. Um, Yeah, like first off Western, second off white. Mm -hmm. And we we recognize that there's many Mm -hmm. classes and, you know, types of people who wouldn't even like be able to, I don't know. Dabble. Worry them, or, you know, have worries such as mm-hmm. these, because the there's, like, hierarchy the hierarchy of these. these yeah, that, yeah. Yeah, so we just want to preface it with that. And this is our specific lens, mm-hmm. and we do not wish to offend... Marines, their families, <laughs> anybody else. I'm just going to keep thinking about that for the next 12 years, how I've in- in- inherently offended someone. <laughs> Just by talking about one thing. <laughs> I feel like that's podcasting now. True. Getting the emails. Because, yeah. yeah, we can't we can't tiptoe around everything. We gotta let loose every now and then and... Hang ten, you know? <laughs> Do you ever think about the fact that hang ten means, like, your toes? No. Oh. <laughs> I'm so what? sorry. Your toes hanging from what? On a surfboard. Like, your, your toes. <gasps> oh! That's so cute. I thought it was a double high five. Like, what? Hang ten. We do double high five. <laughs> yeah, you do a double high five while you're in the the little water tunnel. In the in the surf wave. In the wave surf, the water wall. What do they call that? I don't know. I literally just listened to something about oh, surfing. Man, it would be really cool to learn how to surf. Blue Crush. This is literally the podcast. <laughs> it's just going to be us breaking up new hobbies and being like, man, that'd be so much fun to do. Yeah. It would be fun. Yeah. Oh, you wanna, mm. do you want to touch on the personality stuff and things like that so it, like you can get a wider picture outside sure. of drawer and veterinarian? <laughs> Yeah, and I think that we're going to do an entire podcast dedicated to personality things. Episode. Sorry, episode. Oh my gosh, not (laughs) podcast. That would be really intense. No, uh, just so that we can dissect Mm -hmm. what it means to label yourself Mm -hmm. and the benefits and drawbacks of doing so. Some hot takes. Some definite hot takes. Mm -hmm. Uh, But for now, we'll go ahead and just give you the bare label and mm-hmm. just put a pin in it and don't judge us for it. We're going to bring you some great depth and complexity and analysis. We're like fine wine. In a future episode. <laughs> We've got depth and complexity and a weird bite. Little notes of uh, grape. Citrus. Grape. Isn't grape the entire thing in wine? I mean, some, maybe it's a little bit more grapey. Notes of wood. Citrus notes. Uh, I fucking already said that. Uh, uh, what's, what's the wood that Ivy. starts with a C? Cedar. Cedar notes. Damn it! Cedar and ivy. Yeah. Okay, um... I'll let you go first. Oh, fuck. I just, I just name revealed. Uh, Dylan, cut that. <laughs> so, <clears throat> the Emily in front of me. She is a... 
INFJ in Myers-Briggs and is a four wing three in the Enneagram and is a, where, where's your astrology sign? <laughs> I'm not going to remember three astrology signs for No, you. hell no. I couldn't even remember three for myself. Oh, God, you write so much and you are so pretty. Okay. Uh, she is a Leo sun, Aquarius moon, and Scorpio rising. Thank you. I like that your professions say anxiety. <laughs> <laughs> I like that list. I thought we can, we can talk, tackle anxiety in a few minutes. Uh, so your... Uh, do you want me to pull up my... my Wait, I, I think I'm, I'm going to guess. Okay. Okay, so I know that your Enneagram mm -hmm. is six wing five. Sure. Your MBTI, or Myers-Briggs, is... Oh, okay. An INFJ. I thought you were already saying what the letters were, and I was like, what is even that? So... <laughs> anyway, continue. She and I, along with the rest of the internet, are INFJ. Mm -hmm. You know, the rarest one. <laughs> and I know that you are a Gemini sun... A Taurus moon. Yeah. And a uh, Scorpio rising as well. Yeah! Hell yeah. I You're got so them all. smart. <laughs> yeah. Thanks. Yeah, so that's a little bit about us. Yeah, I think it that... doesn't mean anything unless you. <laughs> unless you subscribe to those individual things. Mm -hmm. Unless you label yourself in those very specific ways. Yeah, or spend way too much time. Trying to understand yourself. Mm -hmm. Oh, what's your favorite? Uh, I think another another good personality test. Um, what's your favorite romance trope? What's that? I've never heard that. Oh my gosh! Don't tell me about a new one. I'm gonna go crazy. No, it's not an actual test. It's oh. it's I'm memeing you. Oh. Okay. <laughs> I am memeing you, mom. <laughs> it's um. So I really like when it's like the dark brooding boy. But he has, like, a heart of gold. Uh, if it's a true love triangle where everybody wants to fuck everybody else and not a love V, where it's just everybody loves one person mm -hmm. but not e each other. Mm -hmm. um, let's see what else we got. Uh, dark, tortured boy. Mm -hmm. And boy is a stand-in for any person. B-O-I. Don't you know? <laughs> um, yeah. I have never heard of this exercise. I'm so sorry. I don't know it's what it's I'm like what you read. From. Oh well, because you can be like, I really like the soft boy. That's like the humorous boy, because that's also good. Um, so like, mm. if you were watching a romance movie or reading a romance book, okay, or like a book with romance. I always liked the boys on the who are on the outside, looking outside in. boys. Yeah, who always were like, shout out Dylan. <laughs> hey man, what's up? <laughs> They're, like, maybe a little bit misunderstood, but mm -hmm. they position themselves to be more of the observer, mm -hmm. uh, a little bit weirder, mm -hmm. eccentric. I, I, I definitely agree with you, mm -hmm. the uh, kind of gloomy but heart of gold thing. Mm -hmm. Very you misunderstood. fucks with that? Yeah, for sure. For sure, fucks with that. For sure, fucks with that. You, uh, but that trope can yeah. be dangerous IRL. Mm -hmm. And a lot That's of times true. the hearts aren't of gold, but the hearts are too damaged to even see the gold. I think every or, heart reveals some sort of degree of mm -hmm. gold, but yes. it's it's just too... It's like know. that that Japanese style of mending where it's, it's something oh, broken and use yeah. gold to mend it together. It's a word that I'm never going to think of, and I'm mm -hmm. not going to pretend like I know that word. It's like the Ikea candlestick. Mm -hmm. Yeah, like, might as well just accept <laughs> right now that I know the image, but I'm not the word. Mm -hmm. Um... But also, I think, like, those people with their hearts, they're, like, damaged, but also, like, just shitty. Damaged. Hot take. Hot take. Well, we... Shout out Travis. Hurt people hurt people, right? Mm-hmm. But then also, like, that gives... Them permission. This becomes a whole different podcast. We're gonna we put a pin on this, you guys. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. So what else do we want to talk about our word cloud? I feel like Wait. you're my you're my class, and I'm just like, because I do this during story time. Oh, it's like yeah. if they if they like veer off another direction, I'll be like, do you want to do this? And they're like, <laughs> oh yeah yeah yeah. I never thought about doing anything else. You know, I think before we get into the word cloud, we should mm -hmm. do a little shout out. Oh, that's true. Uh, would you like me to lay down some some music for you? I like that. Here, I'm gonna. I have to bounce. Give me a second. Okay. I mean, literally bounce, not like leave. Okay. 
it gets me in the mood. Here we okay. go. <laughs> Tonight's creative shout out. You'll know him by the name of Logicana Films. <laughs> Otherwise known as Dylan, otherwise known as the producer of this show. <laughs> Currently on his YouTube channel. He's also known as Saint Naive. Shit, sorry, I'm sorry. <laughs> I did not mean to leave that very essential part of here. That's okay. I, I'm just over here stage momming you. I'm sorry. <laughs> you were doing great. Um, we can cut this part out, Dylan. Um, I'm, I'm sorry for botching your thing for you. <laughs> Saint Naive! Wow! So, he is working on, right now, under the name of Logicana Films, a really cool little ditty, Goblin Schmoblin. It's a 30-day challenge where he is... Or actually, I think he did it 30 days in January, mm -hmm. and every day was a prompt from this Goblin Core community on Instagram, and he use these little prompts as, uh, like, I guess, framing devices for videos. Mm -hmm. And so he's releasing 30 videos on his YouTube channel. Uh, we wanted to mirror the breaks in podcast where we, you know, take a little break from the, the regular programming and a lot of the times feature advertisements and uh, replace it with little creative shout-outs because we have a lot of really, you know... Creative... Create. I don't want to keep using the word creative because... It's okay. We're creative people who just use the same word over and over again. It's really creative. It's really creative. <laughs> and uh, we just want to feature their, you know, their hard creativity. work, their creativity, and give them a little shout-out because they deserve it. Mm. So this is a shout-out for the Goblin Schmoblin of Logicana Films. Find it on YouTube, wherever YouTube is streaming. And... Now, back to our regular scheduling program. <laughs> back to our regular scheduled program. Oh, am I supposed to shout someone out now? <laughs> no, I mean, you were going to introduce the well, word club. Oh, <laughs> I was like, shit, I didn't prepare something. So... Uh, now that you've heard our qualifications and understand that we are just organization stuffed inside of another organization box mixed with lists and um, word clouds, um, we decided to make a word cloud we were, when we were figuring out our thesis for the podcast. Mm -hmm. So basically, as a way to see kind of what we're thinking of going with, here is the word cloud. Our main idea revolves around the idea of mindful approach and how that relates to creativity and hobbies and projects, all the like. And then off of creativity, seeing how ex self-expression and expectations for a hobby or for yourself or from a community manifests itself and how community manifests itself alongside creativity. And then off of community, we also wanted to look at a very specific form of community such as social media because it is really influencing expectations and how creativity is shown and self-expressions, how it all evolves and mends together. And then off of that, we also have the ideas of commodification and capitalism and how productivity and worth are somehow now intertwined and all of kind of the dark underbelly of a capitalist creative uh, society, what is it called? There, it's, there's a specific term that uh, the gig society or the gig <coughs> trend mm -hmm. or whatever it is um, that everybody claims millennials are part of. However, different hot take, millennials are just adapting to what we have before us, and that happens to be a bunch of small odd jobs rather than everybody getting the same job their dad had and getting that nice 401k, a dog two and a half kids, picket fence. So that is kind of the areas that we're going to tap into. If you were interested in any of those topics, 
don't worry, at some point we will have a whole 45 minute hour long discussion on it. And it'll probably be interspersed and intermingled into all the other episodes that we come up with. That was, yeah, yeah, basically yeah. what our podcast is going to be about. And uh, we're going to feature one of our creator friends uh, basically every other episode. So uh, next episode, we're going to kind of go into our individual hobbies and uh, what we like to do to express ourselves creatively. And then we're going to, the next episode after that, interview one of our closest friends and then every other episode from there, we're going to be tackling one of those topics that Emily went over in the word cloud. Uh, and kind of in our discussions with our creator friends, we're going to see what they're thinking about, you know, creative expectations and how they like to express themselves in the 21st century, all of those things. Uh, so kind of boil down to a sentence. We're pursuing a mindful approach to creativity and how it intersects with self-expression, expectations, and community. And uh, who this podcast is for. Oh yeah, uh, we should probably mention that. We have a list. <laughs> oh yeah. I'm going to go ahead and read this list because I think that it's better than me uh, spitballing. Um, you can spitball all day. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. So we Just have... make you uncomfortable. Yeah, no, I'm like, no. Okay. Uh, we have people who are creative, but feel stifled by expectations. This podcast is for people who are scared to embark on multiple creative projects at once for fear of not putting in your 10,000 hours toward perfection. Um, and those who are scared to embark on new hobbies because... They don't want it to detract from what they should be doing. Mm -hmm. uh, their one side hustle that they're going to put all their eggs in the basket and become, you know, infamous or preferably famous. A basket holder. <laughs> A famous basket holder. Uh, this podcast is for people who hate the phrase, jack of all trades, master of none. This podcast is for people who are anxious about never having enough time. And this podcast is for people, period, anxious, period. <laughs> I forgot about that one. <laughs> Just anxious. Yeah. So, uh, that's fair. We have that's quite valid. a bit of authority on anxiety. I would we have say. so much authority on anxiety. Oh, I, yes, here is a beautiful example. Uh, so, in middle school, one day, I had, well, I, I took a bus. I took a bus every single day up until I got my driver's license in high school. And so, I would have to walk across all of these empty plots because we were in a new development so I'd like walk past all these little blackberry bushes and keep going and then there would be one of those um keep out signs and the end of the road little red and white barriers and I have to like walk past all of these until I get into society and go to the bus stop and one day I used to walk with the neighbor boy so he was sick and I got to the bus stop and nobody else was there I literally look around, look down the street where the bus would usually like turn around the corner. I look at my phone and it says like, mm, let's say 6.20 and the bus was supposed to get there at like 6.30. And I just kept looking around because like, I know that house is supposed to have a kid come out. I know that one's supposed to have a kid come out. Where are all the kids? Oh my God, what if the bus already came and it was already early and I don't know why because this is the time and it's not even supposed to be here yet, but nobody's here. So obviously something had to have happened and I'm stuck here alone. And so I was freaking out. Oh no. And I called the neighbor kid's mom and I was like, Shauna, I really, I don't know what's happening, but the bus isn't here and I feel like it already came and I don't know what to do. I'm going to be late for school. And so she's like, okay, well, the bus usually comes in like 10 minutes, right? So like, call me after that if, if, if it doesn't come. And I was like, okay. And then the bus like turns the corner and just nobody else was going to school that day. That is a very fascinating story. Thank I think you. that's so fascinating and it really says something about human nature. Because you were searching for the validation of being where you were supposed to be outside of yourself. Like you were looking to the other kids to be like, yeah, this is where, this is the collective agreement that like <laughs> school exists mm -hmm. and the bus exists and there's a time that exists mm -hmm. and we need to, you know, show up. 
Mm -hmm. That is so fascinating. It's like when you sit at a at a light and it turns to green and nobody goes. I always like, like, <laughs> I, like I always hesitate because I'm like, what if it's not actually green? What wow. if I'm like not seeing this correctly? Why isn't everybody else going? Oh my gosh! Wow. Yes. You know, that's, welcome to my psyche. That's like a different. Because you know how they say group think. I, I would say that's like a different approach to group think. That's... Thanks. <laughs> well, okay, one of my favorite stories on group think, this is just slightly related, but it popped into my mind, and I think more people should read this children's book because... Like group think? <laughs> it's, it's just fascinating, uh, this children's book. And it's... I don't think I'll have a chance to talk about it again in this podcast. Uh, so you're going to really grab this So I'm going to grab the moment, seize the day. Hell yeah. <laughs> so this one girl, everybody looked up. This is a children's book. I'm just giving you this the synopsis. Oh, thank you. So everybody looked up to her as this kind of like fashion icon or actually more like hairstyle icon and uh, kind of copied her. And so she goes to school and her hair's down. And the next day, like everybody wears their hair down. <laughs> and then she goes to school again the day after that. And she has her hair up in a ponytail. And the next day, everybody wears their hair in a ponytail. And then the next day, she does a side ponytail. And everybody does a side ponytail. And then the next day, she does a ponytail on top of her head. And everybody does a ponytail on top of their head. And then that day, she tells everyone that the next day she's going to shave her head. And... She comes to school the next day with her hair not shaved, and everybody else shaves their head. <laughs> this is actually interesting retelling it, because I'm like, I don't know, I just, it really stuck with me. <laughs> Which is not to say that you're... I'm gonna go shave my head now. <laughs> it's not to say your exam or your story has anything to do with that. It sounds like I'm a head shaver. <laughs> no, it's not. I promise you it's not. I was saying Wow, this is this is the whole conversation about fours versus sixes. How no. I've only ever wanted to be the one putting my ponytail on top of my head, but no, I'm a head shaver. No. This is not how I intended it to be. Now I see I'm like, damn it, this definitely doesn't match. No, it matches. It, it goes along with it. But it no, but yours was coming from a place of fear, not like trying to be, you know. Yours was like this is a collective agreement, and there's this, like... What the fuck, y'all? You're supposed to be here! <laughs> there's this, like, lack of originality, or just... I don't even necessarily... Now that I think about it, I don't blame the members of the group that much. Like, I kind of see them as... Desiring a sense of belonging, mm -hmm. and a sense of, like, uniformity. And I think that's a deep human need as well. So I'm changing my perspective, because before I was like, wow, they all... Don't. What a for response. <laughs> no, before I thought, like, you know, they don't know. Mm -hmm. They don't have minds of their own, basically. Mm -hmm. But I don't think, I think it's more that they just wanted to belong. Mm -hmm. I don't know. No, it's a, fair, it's a fair assessment. I believe you are correct. But it did stick with me. You that. are correct. <laughs> How did, you, you were saying that. That bus story, though, in response to what? Where was oh, our Oh, something about thread? anxiety. Oh. Uh, I was like, this is my quintessentialist anxiety story when people are like, I don't know. I don't know if you have anxiety. I don't think, I feel like you maybe like are lying or something. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, listen up. Mm -hmm. This is the stupidity that is my head. <laughs> this. Where it's clearly saying, the time is this other time. But I'm like... It's wrong. It doesn't matter what that time is. It's wrong. <laughs> Everything's not right. Well, I think whenever you preface your story with having to walk through all of that, all of the bushes and the signs, you know, it's kind of a journey to get there. It's not like the bus stop was right outside your house mm -hmm. and you could just walk back and get in the car with your parents and go to school. It was kind of like a this or nothing mm -hmm. type of deal. It was. So My the anxiety not there. <laughs> Because what would you have done? I would have had to walk to school. And you know how long that takes? It would have taken me like 40 minutes Then your little school. brain was very valid. My little brain was so scared. I was like, please. Your I'm frontal so lobe was developed. <laughs> it's like that, that galaxy brain dude meme. My brain was at the end where it was like, it's 6.30. <laughs> 
Yes, yes. Well, I feel like we're just gonna keep progressing into weirder and weirder shit mm -hmm. that has nothing to do with introducing ourselves or the premise of the podcast. Yeah, that's probably true. So we should probably end this beautiful introduction into our minds and purpose. <laughs> that was... Nothing more needs to be said. <laughs> that's it. That, that's the podcast. Oh, except there is one more thing that does need to be said. We wrote it down because it's long, because we're super extra as fuck. So... Thank you for listening, and we have a very nice and wonderful closing sentence constructed by the two of us to create the perfect ambiance and adieu to you and you and you. I was about to say that. <laughs> Are you ready? I'm ready. <clears throat> and remember... Your worth is not dependent upon your creative productivity. Goodbye! Sayonara! What's your password? Oh, did it go to sleep? I don't know. Did we mess up? It shouldn't have gone to sleep. That would be awful. Here's a joke for you. What do people from the valley say? Eh.